Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. The assignment. And I was telling some of my leaders today, they say, well, Pastor, how long are you going to teach on it? Well, until they get it. I can hear some of you getting it, some of you catching on, some of you understanding it. And I want to keep teaching this until you actually understand that you have an assignment, that you're not here just to make somebody happy. You're here for a bigger reason and a bigger purpose. And sometimes we get the two confused, assignment and purpose, and we don't know. And as ministers, we made it difficult and hard. But today I want to bring a little bit more understanding to what we're talking about and what we're doing. Today I want to talk to you about our main theme scripture that I've been giving to you. And that is Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Listen to this good. Your purpose is the reason for the assignment. Okay? Your purpose is the reason for the assignment. So many times we get it mixed up and we think that my purpose is my assignment. Or my assignment is my purpose. I want to help you to understand that today. But what we're really dealing with is that people are watching you. They see you. Whether you know it or not, they are watching. Everybody's not going to tell you that they're watching you. They want to see how you're really living your life. Are you really all that you chalk up to be? Are you who you are professing to be? If you say that you are a Christian, are you Christ-like? You may be okay on Sunday, but how are you on Monday through Saturday? Are you still a Christian or is it just that you are a Christian on Sunday? Well, they are watching how you handle pressure, how you handle situations, how you handle the same thing they hit them. Because if you act like them, you're making a bold statement that you might be in the same boat as them. So when pressure comes on your life, you have a God you have to glorify. Pull yourself together, get yourself together, and realize that I can't act like me. I got to act like somebody who's greater than me because people are watching me. That's why this scripture means so much and should mean so much to you. And this is what Jesus said. He said, I command you, I tell you, I promise you, you need to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then glorify your Father which is in heaven. You've got to let your light shine. Let people see what you're doing because they're watching you. And when they're watching you, they're waiting on you to make a mistake. And when you don't make a mistake, you know what they say? You know what? You ain't like you used to be. I remember the time they realized that God has done a work in you because couldn't nobody change them, change you, but God. Therein lies hope for them because if God can change you, if he can get you off the drugs, the alcohol, he can get you off this, if he can get you off that, there's hope for, for them because they knew you. Matter of fact, they know you. And when you get delivered and you get free, they find hope. That's why God told He said, I'm doing a work in you. So let your light shine so that they can see what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, you'll trip sometimes. You will fall. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. 
Baby, you're going to miss it sometimes. You're not going to always be all the way up here. There's going to be some valleys. But I promise you, the same God that was on the hill with you will be with you in the valley. When you fall, you know what? Here I am, a father, a natural father. And my kid, just say Jordan was out riding a bike, you know, and, and, and he fell. I'm in the living room. I'm sitting back. I'm watching the TV or the game or something like that. And he's outside, and he's falling off his bike or something. And he come back, oh, you know what? I don't care what that game saying. I don't care who wins it. What's my concern now is my baby. What's going on? What has happened? You know what? He fell, and I'm running to his rescue. I don't care about what he tripped over. The fact that he fell and he cries out to me, I'm coming to his rescue. And whatever I can do to doctor him up, to get him back up, that's what I'm going to do. Some of you are letting condemnation keep you down. Because you have fallen, you're crying, and you don't expect your God to come to your rescue. Baby, when you call out to him, he's a father. And he's running to the rescue. He's trying to get to you. And there's nothing can stand in his way. He is God. And I pity the fool that try to stand in the way to try to stop him from getting to you. All you got to do is stop letting the devil trick you and make you think because you've fallen, your God has turned his back on you. No, because you've fallen, he's searching. He's trying to get to you. And he will move heaven and hell to get to you. Because he wants to help you back up. So don't condemn yourself because you're falling. You will fall. You will trip. But I promise you, if you keep the faith, you will get up. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. People are watching you. They want to see how you're handling yourself. They want to see if you can really do this thing, if you can really live the life that, that you say you're living. Is this thing all it says it is? Not only that, when we talk about this purpose and the reason for the assignment, we almost confuse you. The purpose is not hard to understand. And today I want to make it real simple for you so that you'll be able to see what's next. The problem that we have with purpose is that most people are looking for their purpose in their assignment. Your assignment is, watch this, purpose is why you were created. The assignment is what you should accomplish now that you've been created. Follow me, because I'm going to show you. Most people are, are, are stuck because they have, we are, as ministers, we, we, we've given you something that sounded so great and so spectacular that you buy the books and you get the CDs, you get the tapes, you do all this, but you still won't understand purpose. So we've sent a little bit of confusion your way to not intentionally mess you up, but to force you to think. And I think we left so much space for the enemy that he caused confusion. Purpose is not difficult for you to understand. Watch this. Purpose is why you were created. And Adam's purpose to why is found. Go back, go back, go, go back, go back to it. You're doing good. Adam's purpose to why is found in Genesis 1.26. Now, because Adam was the first, he's a prototype, he's the first one that God created of, his own, of our kind. So when you, when you start making things, if I create this first chair, 
the purpose is found in this first chair that I created. It's designed, it's purpose is so that people can be able to sit in to take a load off their feet, to rest, to relax. So every other chair that I make falls in line with this purpose. You understand? Let's find out what was Adam's purpose, and then we're going to know our purpose. You see how simple it is? Now, when I show you how simple it is, you're going to be saying, really? Yeah, really. So now we have to do something about it, now that we know. All right? So, in Genesis chapter 26, the New Living Translation, God said, let us make human beings, King James says mankind, human beings in our image to be like us, that we will reign over the fi- that he will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, over all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Did you hear that? Did you see your purpose? Watch this. Not only did it get to rain, let me show you a bigger person than your raining. That's your purpose, baby. To be like us. God created you to be like them. God wants you to be just like him. When we messed up and we got off track and we didn't know, he sent us his son as an example for us. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. God's working things out in your life so much, you're getting all that mess out of your life so you can begin to look like him. So when people see you, you know what? You see the Father. I have one guy who I've been working with for the last, what, 30 years, trying to get him to live right. Every time he see me, he say, oh, you Jesus. He'll call me on the phone, Jesus, what you doing? And I know he's joking, but in reality, he's telling the truth. My goal is to look like Jesus. That's my purpose in life. When people see you, they need to see Jesus. When they see Jesus, they see the Father. You should be so like Jesus, when they see you, they find hope. People all look for you to come around. Because you have an answer for what they're going through. That's why he said you let your light shine so that men can see your good works because that's what's going to help them identify what Jesus is supposed to look like. I know you thought purpose should have been deeper than that. No, the assignment is deeper. The purpose is simple. God created you to look like him, to act like him, to talk like him, to walk like him. Uh Uh-huh. That's your purpose, baby. It's not hard. It's not difficult. It just has to be done. Now, are you? don't tell me that you can't do it because if I design this chair to hold weight, guess what? This chair is going to hold the weight. If God designed you to look like him, to act like him, don't tell me you can't. You can be just like him. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm in church. I'm not going to lie. You have the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. Mm-hmm. You can be just like him. He said, he looked at the dark. He said, let there be light. It was darkness. But when he said, let there be, boom, light happened. He said it. And it happened. And you can be just like that. Uh-huh. Just like that. Just like him. 
You can call those things that be as though they were, that be not as though they were. You can call things into existence because he created you to be able to do that. We've been living underneath our potential because we've been trying to find purpose. No, get on the assignment and your purpose is going to manifest. There's greatness in you. Maybe you're somebody. You were designed to reign. You were designed to have it all. You were, designed, you were created to be like him. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you're asking amiss. You want to consume it on your own lust rather than be like him. He told you more blessed to give than to receive. You ought to want stuff so you can give away stuff. You want it so you can get you a new car, a new house. A new... God don't mind you having all that stuff. But what he wants you to do is understand why he's sending this your way. Not just so you can look good, but so you can look like him because he is good. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. What about you? What about you? How far away from good are you? Mm-hmm. How messed up are you? Mm-hmm. Are you looking like him? Are you acting like him? Are you carrying yourself like him? The prototype is Jesus. Since we lost our way and didn't know, got messed up, God said, I'm going to send you my son. And now he becomes the second Adam, the first of begotten of many brethren that's going to come after him. It's going to be just like him. Mm-hmm. Your purpose is not hard. It is. To be like us. That's your purpose. God created you to be like him. Now, what's so hard about understanding that? And you know what he did? Since he got all this created in you, he now gives you an assignment to make it come out. Adam, Simon was to reign over all the fish. Why? Because it's in you to do it. It's in you to reign, baby. Not one of you in here are satisfied with where you are. You want more. Mm-hmm. You want more. I'll pass it. I'm just satisfied. I'm ha- no, you're not. Because there's so much more greatness in you. You know you can be more than what you have become. You know you can do better. You know you can achieve a higher height. You know you can go to a higher level. It's in you, baby. It's something that's crawling inside of you saying, let me out. Let me be who I am. It's in you. Greatness is in you, but it's going to take responsibility to make it come out. And God gives you an assignment so you can respond to so that your ability can show up. Most of you right now are having problems in your marriage because you won't act like him. You're having problems on your job because you won't act like him. Mm-hmm. You can't get what you want out of life. Why? Because you won't act like him. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you the truth. 
There are many assignments out there. This is one that God gave Adam. Let him reign over everything. Let him have dominion over everything. Didn't Jesus tell you after he came back, that hadn't changed. Look, I've given unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by enemy shall hurt you. Don't be afraid of the livestock, the creeping animals, the thing that squirrel on the ground. Why? Because you got dominion over it. The purpose didn't change. God created you to be like him, and when we messed up and got off track, God sent his son Jesus to say, show them what it's like. And he busted up on the scene and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to heal your broken heart. You can't get over these issues, guess what? I'm anointed to get you over it. Because it's stopping you from being who you were created to be. It's stopping you from operating in purpose. So Jesus said, I was manifested to show you what it's like to live right. To show you what it's like to reign. To like what it's like to have dominion. He created you so you can be able to do this. Then he got with Adam, and he told Adam, he said, look, I want you to name every, tree, every creature in the... Adam said, no problem. Why? Because it's in me. If you look like a duck, I'm going to call you a duck. And that's going to be your name, duck. Adam had the power to do that. The ability inside him. That says a lot to you. What you begin to call your obstacles, they become that. You call your husband a fool, he becomes that. You have the ability to call things that be not. He wasn't no fool until you called him one. Why? The ability is in you. My kid get on my nerve. Okay. Now when they get on you, you want, why are you always get? Because you told me to get on your nerve. You call that that be not as though it were. I wasn't getting on your nerve. I don't even know where your nerves are. But guess what? Now I found them. And now I get on what? Your last one. Why? Because the ability is in you. It's in you, baby. You can call it to be whatever you want it to be. Adam's first assignment. Let's look at his first assignment. The first assignment that God gave Adam was in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. New Living Translation, God placed man in the garden to tend and to watch over it. Your job, Jesus told you, keep watch. And not only say keep watch, he said watch and pray. He's giving you some understanding about this assignment. First of all, you need to watch. Watch the people in your circle. Watch the people are around you and pray for them. You see them acting a fool. Why? Because somebody done called them a fool. Somebody has called. They acting that way because somebody has cursed them. Somebody has spoken out. Somebody who didn't know who they were used God's given potential purpose and spoke this on this person and called them a fool. They may even call you know I'm a fool, don't you? Well, yeah. I know you are now. So when you're watching people like that, God said, I want you to watch and pray for. So you got to pray for people like that. You're watching over the earth. You're seeing everything happen. You're watching what's going on. Now God said, I need you to bring some order to this thing. 
One of your assignments is to bring order out of chaos. Some of the people you hang around in your job or in your school or wherever you are hanging out at the grocery store, they're always negative. Watch, pray, and bring some order. Don't watch and get involved. Because what you do on your job or wherever position that you're in, this assignment becomes yours to try to change them, to subdue them, to bring them under some control. But when you get involved in what they're saying, you start saying negative stuff, you start being negative, then guess what? The whole situation is negative and therefore ineffective. Some of you right now, you can't stand your job. But when you first got it, it was a bomb. It was everything. It was all right. It was, woo, yeah, I got me a job. Woo, first day at work, and you get that, and everybody else is all crazy stuff. No, your mind's set up. You're going to do what's right. You're going to do this. Three weeks later, these folks getting on my nerves. I don't want to work these hours. I'm tired of this. I've got something else I need to be doing. You become just like those that God sent you to bring down, to subdue, to bring some control, some, some understanding in the situation. Baby, be thankful that you have a job. Your assignment is to go there and be like him. To remind people that they ought to be grateful. I'm going to hire you. I have a business. And when I, you come to me and you fill out that application and you want to work for me, and I give you a job, I even pay you well, and then you get this ingratitude? You're not thankful now that you have a job? You think you're worth more? Well, you agreed to work for this amount. Just because you found somebody else was getting making more than you, now you're offended. No, but what did you agree to, baby? It's all scriptural. Jesus sent somebody out until he gave him a parable. He said, I sent a man out in the vineyard to work for me. He agreed to work for me for $5 an hour. Okay, so I'm paying him $5 an hour. Somebody came at the last middle of the day, at the last day, we got ready to go off the next hour, guess what? I paid him the same thing that everybody else made the whole day. You know what? They got mad at me because I paid this, this last guy who came and didn't only work for one hour the same thing that they worked all eight hours for. They told me it wasn't fair. You know what I told them? It was my money. Why are you mad at me? If I give them more than what you made, it's still my money. So why are you mad? Because I'm paying them the same thing that you made. The problem ain't with what I paid them. The problem is something wrong with your heart. Mm-hmm. See, your assignment going to reveal your heart. Because when you get around people and you're not acting like God, like your purpose is, like you're supposed to act, it's going to be revealed. And people are going to know, you're a fool. Your assignment going to reveal who you really are. God wants your assignment to reveal who he created you to be. The potential is there to be there. These people, they could have been happy. Say, you know what? Thank you, because I agreed to work for you for $5 an hour. I am so happy at the end of the day to get my money. Act like God. I agreed to do it, so I'm doing it. But no, they got offended because these folks, this man came at the last minute and made this as much as they made. They were jealous. He didn't put in as much time. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. He made a better deal than you did. And that's the problem. He was better negotiated than you. Some of you all on your jobs right now. Your assignment is to live like God. But now you're mad 
You think you ought to be able to get a promotion? You ought to be able to get this? Let me tell you a secret. Promotion does not come from your boss. Not from your earthly boss. It does not. Your promotion comes from God. Mm-hmm. It comes from God. God shows favor on you, and your boss looks at you and says, you know what? I want to do something for you. I want to take you to another level. Some of you all were only asking for this, and your boss has gave you this. Your promotion does not come from them. It comes When you start realizing that your assignment and your purpose is tied into each other, you're going to start living a better life. Some of you worry so much about your assignment that you miss your purpose. Your purpose is to act like God. Your assignment is to show everybody else that you can do it. No matter what condition or what position he puts you in, I just tell my son all the time, this first fight, uh, he was so into the scriptures, he was so on the, on the word, he was praying, he was believing, and he won. He was victorious. He gave, stood in that ring, gave God the glory. That second fight, he thought he could handle it. He looked at his opponent, like, I can take him. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I got this. He ain't talking to God. Wasn't praying. I said, Derek, you're getting a little cocky, man. You need to humble yourself. Dad, I got this. You ain't praying. You ain't using the scripture. You got in that ring. That guy like to tow him up. Came back this time. I took a picture of him. He's standing in the ring, pointing up to God. Went back to where he was. That defeat taught him how to appreciate victory. Mm-hmm. You, you missing it. You missing it. Some of y'all on the verge of defeat. Why? Because you don't understand the taste of victory. You got so, so, so beside yourself that you're supposed to win every time. Everything's always supposed to go good. You know what? If everything went good for you all the time, you would be miserable to be around. Because mm-hmm. as soon as somebody mess up, you would come down on them like a hammer. Because you don't mess up. You don't make mistakes. So you won't be able to understand nobody else. You know what? One of the greatest times that's taught me, and I told you this before, how to humble myself. I was on Miss King about her driving because she's always wrecking the car. Not always. Every now and then. I don't have to move her another seat back. All right. So she wrecked the car. And I was on her about wrecking the car, wrecking the car. She said, just wrecked the car. So I got in the car. I was trying to hurry up and go somewhere and got down on Mount Moriah and got head down the street. And this guy stopped in front of me. And I was, I was on the brakes, and I heard this thing, do, 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 do. No, I don't need you to anti-lock. I need you to lock. <laughs> and I just saw the front of that car start crumbling up in my face. And I just got on her about her reckless driving, not paying attention, and, and how she wasn't doing this, and, and her driving skills wasn't up to this, and, and she wasn't always on that, and, and she needed to pay attention. I was driving that car back to the house. Oh, Lord, my feet just didn't want to reach the door. <laughs> I got to a point, I'm like, just went in the house, and I just, I was just miserable. Why? Because I was so hard on her, and then didn't realize that I needed grace. So I became very sympathetic now with her driving skills, and very patient with what she does. Because I was considering myself, lest I also be in that situation again. Taught me a lesson. When a brethren is overtaken with a fault, 
You which are spiritual, restore him. In a spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. You never fail. I watched Batman. And he asked his son, he said, why do people fall? He said, so that they can learn to pick themselves up. Why do you fall? So that you can learn to pick others up. Tweet that one out for me. (laughs) Pastor, you have messed with yourself. I know God called me like this. I don't know what to do with myself. This is just the way I am. All right. So your assignment, baby, comes with instructions. Okay? Watch this. In Genesis 2 and chapter 16, verse 17, every assignment comes with instructions. Watch, God gives him some instructions. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you do, if you eat of this tree, I told you and I don't warn you, don't do it. But now guess what? I gave you free will. Maybe you have a choice. I told you, I don't warn you, don't do it. I told you not to do it. But if you decide to go against what I'm telling you to do and eat, you surely will die. Mm-hmm. Instructions. Whatever Adam, you know, he fell, he messed up. What about us now? Well, let me tell you now what your uh, instructions are now so that you won't be confused when you leave here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing that we got all these people watching us, this great cloud of witnesses, the people who are looking at you on your job, people watching you when you do stuff, let us lay aside every weight and sin which do it so easily beset us. Baby, what's sin that keep messing you up? Smoking adult, winking at the women, saying how stout the men look. What, what, what's sin that's so easily besetting you? What's things that's causing you the problem? Strong then, Jermaine. <laughs> Stout is an old Mississippi terminology. You don't know nothing about it. Y'all later adapted for a woman saying she was stout. But back in the day, it was just men were stout. I don't know. Some women, uh, I'll leave that alone. All right, but watch this. Let us lay aside. Let us. Let means allow. You got to allow yourself to lay some stuff aside. Uh You know what's so easy to beset you. You know what gets you going. Lay that mess aside. Why? Because there's so many people watching me be like him. So I have to lay this mess aside. Why? Because it's going to cause me to stop looking like him. So I can't do this, so I have to lay it aside and realize I I can't do this no more. Why? Because I'm trying to look like him. Some of you got that foul mouth. Lay it aside. Can't cuss you out no more. I, I can't do it. Why? I'm trying to look like him. My assignment 
put me on purpose with you. My assignment brought me in front of you. And since you are watching me, I owe it to God to follow the instructions. Because I know you, and I know they call you a fool. I know you act like a fool because I've been watching, and I've been praying, and God has sent me to you. So now I've got to lay my stuff aside because I can't look like a fool with you. Moses, I took you 40 years in the wilderness. Did you lay your stuff aside? Did you lay yourself aside? Did you lay some things aside that would cause you to do things your own way, Moses? Because when I found you, you had killed a man. You allowed your anger to get control of you. Moses, have you got control of your anger yet? It was 40 years in the wilderness, 40 years of training. Now I got you with my people getting ready to go into the promised land. I want to know, can you follow my instructions? Moses, I need you to go and speak to this rock. You know you did it before, and you passed the test. I told you to speak to it. You spoke to it, and it brought out water. Now these same people that I sent you to on an assignment, they're complaining. They're murmuring again. And Moses, you come to me, and I tell you, get that rod. You know where it's at. And go strike that, go speak to that rock. Moses got that rock, went up there, and that old man came up. He was mad. He picked it up. Must we fetch for you this water too? Bam! Bam! Water came out, fed all the congregation and the livestock. But God said, Moses, come here. Moses, what did I tell you to do? Because you didn't believe me, Moses. Your assignment has ended. I'm still taking care of my people, but your assignment is over. You won't go into the promised land. Because you didn't believe what I told you. You wouldn't follow my instructions. So you can't get the blessings. Wonder why some of the blessings elude you or far off from you? You're not following the instructions. You went back to your old way just like Moses and you want to do it your way. You won't let your anger get to you again. Well, 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 Pastor, you know that that was just one word that was left inside of me, so I just let them have it. Well, yeah, you let them have it, and you forfeit what you had. Oh, you felt good when you cussed them out? Mm-hmm. That's what you get. I know you thought I was a Christian, and I'm still a Christian. Yeah, you still are a Christian. You just don't have that reward. You don't get what was promised to you. Moses spent all that time preparing and getting ready to take these people into the promised land. His assignment was to take them there, and he got just that close. And that old man rose up inside of him and caused him to forfeit what he had worked all those years for. What you about to forfeit? What is it that you wanted so bad from God? God's getting ready to give it to you, but because your attitude, you won't follow the instructions, 
You won't lay aside that weight and that sin. You're about to give it all up. You're about to give it all away because of some distraction. Something that made you go off course. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.